So if you double it, your <laughs> risk is reduced by 20%. I think they're specifically saying <laughs> not that. Okay. You can't eat a whole cheese wheel. <laughs> I'm, ne- I'm unstoppable. <laughs> I'm a mortal. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Welcome to the Cheesecast. I am Kirk. I am Dane. This is Wedge 6, where we're trying out the big stinkies today. So we got curious about those a couple weeks back when we did Mm. our recording um, and talked about the cheese that was banned in public transit in France. And so Dane insisted that we try some (laughs) of the washed rind cheeses. And so I did a field trip on our fall break and went over to Ann Arbor. Um, where I met with a just a great guy named Trevor who works Thanks, at Trevor. Zingerman's Deli, who basically spent the better part of an hour slicing off bits of all of the washed rind <laughs> cheeses they had in the store, and he was careful enough to arrange them in order of increasing like profundity sure. of smell and flavor. So it was like a true Man. cheese tasting. Was the, best. the place was slammed too. I mean, the, the line was out the door for the sandwich. Part sure, of the show. well that's what I was getting. That's what <clears throat> cheese counter was pretty quiet. There were a lot of people working back there cutting stuff, but. He was just super cool about it. I wish we could have gotten audio, but the place was a madhouse. Sure, so, as um, it often is. Yep. Yeah, I've place. been in there when it was dead quiet, but it's usually in the middle of a week um, yeah. in kind of spring, like on spring break. I'll go over this sure. on Wednesday, and it's it, you're left basically alone the entire awesome. time you're there. Um, but I've got lots of stuff from Trevor on our cheeses. Um, we're going to um, give you some of our standard segments today, and then we're going to get Dane into the funk. So, you got some news for me, I guess, Dane. Some world cheese news, I do. Right? Okay. I got some cheese news. All right. So, uh, so it was on, on the Facebook page, which on Facebook we are at Cheesecast Podcast. And on the Facebook page, it was getting shared like multiple times, like mm-hmm. to me, to you, to us, to the cheese cat. So a multitude of people shared this. Uh, so I was like, well, I may as well read that because it's newsy. So it, it's the article itself is actually from 2015. So it's one of those Facebook things yep. where it's, in it's the, just in it's cycling. getting cycled. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it did. Uh, and the reason I after I saw that, I was like, I'll keep going. Is it's from Nova, who like yep. through PBS, yep. like they do some actual good things. So I, I really like Nova, like PBS. Um, and the study that I think why a lot of people shared it and pushed it our way, mm-hmm. but it's that cheese helps your heart. You should eat cheese. Cheese is good for you. Cheese is good for your heart and it's good for you to eat. Why? Many reasons, it okay. turns out. But uh, so essentially in this article, there are a group of Danish scientists that want to know why the French don't suffer from cardiovascular diseases as much as their diets would suggest. Um, because as they, there were other studies that like, Tried to line up like diets, common diets, like an overall Mediterranean diet. Yeah. So like a French one is very high cholesterol, high fat. Things that (laughs) usually I've been to France. That's true. (laughs) Usually lead to cardiovascular issues on a massive scale, which we see a lot in this country. Yep. But in France, not as much. Yep. uh, As uh, the numbers wise for cardiovascular things. So these Danish researchers looked at the diet and they found out, hey, what do French people eat a lot of and why are they healthier? Cheese. We have some. Yeah, we have French cheese today. We have today. some French cheese yep. today. 
Um, in 2013, the French led the pack in cheese consumption worldwide. Do you want to guess who, what country second? Most cheese eaten. Most cheese country. eaten. Yes. So a country of cheese eaters. Yes. England. No. No. Doesn't make the top three. Really? Not even the top 10. It's not going to be Japan. No. Kazakhstan. Nope. You have to guess till you get them all. No. Um, so French is number one in yep. this 2013 study. They haven't done it since. Um, followed next by Iceland. Iceland. Was second. Uh, and third is Finland. Um, it's, this report was International Dairy wow. Federation. Um, the average French person uh, eats 25.9 kilograms of cheese in 2013. People from Iceland ate 25.2 and Finland 24.7. So Jarvi, your people were doing third best. In cheese consumption per person. <laughs> uh, America, not even in the top 10. The rest of the top 10. Germany, Estonia, Switzerland, Italy, Lithuania, Austria, and Sweden. So no Britain, no England, no Ireland. That middle of the pack does not surprise me because those are all Alpine countries yeah, with long histories of cheese making. <laughs> uh, so the Danish researchers, most, most likely with a lot of hatred in their hearts for Denmark not making the top 10 list. Yeah. Uh, had 15 young to middle-aged men follow three different diets for two weeks at a time. Each diet equaled the same amount of calories. One of the diets was high in 1.5% milk fat. Another one was high in cheese. And another one allowed butter, but no other dairy. Okay. So the scientists, again, mad because their, Den their country of Denmark probably didn't make it in the top 10. Yep. Uh, they looked at these diets and everybody eating them and how then the gross job of scientists looked at these people's urine and feces. That's how you tell output. That is. That's, that, and so they looked at that. Yep. <laughs> that's how you tell output. I like it. <laughs> uh, those on the milk and cheese diets excreted higher levels of molecules called short-chain fatty acids, yep. which are usually related to anti-inflammatory effects. Mm -hmm. uh, so usually good yep. to have more of the anti-inflammatory creating, helping keep things working. Um, and also produce lower levels of a molecule called TMAO, uh, which is made by gut microbes when they break down animal-based foods. And these TMAOs, tamaos, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, uh, are linked to cardiovascular diseases. Okay. So when you did the milk diet, the cheese diet, you're eating more of that. You're good breaking down anti-inflammatory stuff. You have more of. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. And the TMAO, the stuff that leads to cardiovascular, goes uh -huh. down. Uh, the scientists said that cheese and milk might be altering the bacteria within the gut to somehow make more of those good short-chain fatty acids, okay. less of the bad heart-bad TMAO stuff. The study size is small, uh, but they're seeing this as kind of a start Yep. Uh, as now they can do more research, kind of a proof of concept thing yep. that this might be a thing. Uh, Kevin Bonham, they had in the article from Nova, uh, who's a postdoctoral scholar who studies microbial communities in cheese. Mm -hmm. Get him on the show. Yeah. Uh, said the study size is pretty small, but at the same time, it is certainly suggestive of an interesting link. This name is super fun, and at some point, you could try to say it too. Uh, Gokan Hotamus Ligil. That's a hell of a name. Yeah, it's a great name. <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry, Harvard School of Public Health, but he's the chair of genetics and complex diseases. Uh, and he said that while this study... Like complex diseases <laughs> as opposed to the simple diseases. It's not like a cold. I study the hard ones. I study those tough ones. Okay, and that's what he does. Um, well, the he said while it's studied by, is funded by a dairy company, which, which it is, oh, yeah. it aligns with other work in the field that is not funded by dairy companies. Okay, because you're always wondering about it. I that. am, and we've 
run into many of them yep. already in the podcast. British cheese board, we're looking at <laughs> we're you. Looking at you, British cheese board, you liars. <laughs> um, but he said it still draws correlations between cheese and dairy consumption and protective effects in cardiovascular and metabolic disease. So he's saying there might be something there. Yep. Like it's he says it's pretty good science. Yeah, at least. And he, but he's still cautious. There might be something. Big time. Yeah, they're, they're scientists. They're never going to be. Yeah, you're like, never going to be like that guy's right. Yeah, <laughs> that person's right. You're like, mm. yeah. There might be okay. Yeah, they're still a little bit dodgy on the whole gravity thing. <laughs> depends who you talk yeah. to. The Earth is it flat? Is it round? Uh, not everyone is as convinced. Kim Williams is a cardiologist and a major player in the field of cardiovascular research. Yep. The article made sure to point out that he's also a vegan. Is not <laughs> is not on board. Quote that they used was: "I spent a lot of time in Paris and other parts of France." And what you don't see is an active people who are overweight. Saying that there's probably some other things that are playing a role yeah. in that they aren't as sedentary, they're more yep. active. I am familiar with that argument. And yeah. that's, I mean, I haven't been in all of France, but I've been sure. in parts of France. And I'll tell you, people walk everywhere. Yeah. Um, lots, they are dedicated walkers. Even if they're walking slowly, like Still. Some elderly people, they're walking. Yeah. Um, much more than Americans do here. Well, and that's what I was going to say. In America, I think it's not a secret, is not high on the list of no, physical activity level. My God, we have athletes here at the college who, who take their cars <laughs> from their dorms to the cafeteria, which is literally a block away. I was going to say, which in all of that, if you've ever been there, you can see all major buildings from each other yep. that are not athletic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they also said uh, that more studies need to be done to bring lifestyle factors into account. Yep. Like the quote kind of alluded to. Yep. Uh, and to compare the risk for cardiovascular diseases of animal-based diets versus plant-based. Yep. So maybe, okay, yeah, it's better than nothing, but if you instead just ate salad, yeah. it might be better. Uh, it shouldn't be just be more cheese versus less cheese or cheese versus butter. It actually should be a plant-based diet versus the animal product. Yeah. So as a vegan, that makes sense. Uh, Gokan, our boy yep. from Harvard... Tough said, diseases. Great quote to finish it off. As a big cheese lover, I am loving to read these sorts of findings. Wine is good. Cheese is good. So I'm all set. So to answer your question about his red wine. I good, love Gokan. We need him on the show. <laughs> Want to have all his children. <laughs> <laughs> so since this study, uh, I went and looked around at other things because the study size was small. A lot of people talked about it. Um, but there are a lot of studies that say similar things and yep. make other claims. Uh, like 1.41 ounces of cheese per day can reduce the risk of heart disease and stroke. That was a study in 2017. 1.41. Who the hell eats 1.41 ounces of cheese? The same people who were having dreams eating that little <laughs> tiny, like, pea size. Um, one team in the European Journal of Nutri Nutrition stated that they found the people who ate a small serving of cheese the size of a box of matches. I want to know who's doing that, like, yeah. measurement style that you're like... Like this much. But in the UP European Journal of Nutrition, uh, they found that eating a small piece of cheese, size of a box of matches, so like not a big greasy piece of pizza with cheese or a grilled cheese sandwich, that that regularly <laughs> yeah, decreases your chance. With a third of a pound of cheese on it. <laughs> a developing coronary heart disease by 14% and stroke chances lowered by 10%. That was in 2017 as well. So if you double it, your <laughs> risk is reduced by 20%. I think they're specifically saying not that. <laughs> okay. You can't eat a whole cheese wheel and be, I'm, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> I'm immortal. <laughs> Shoving cheese in. I don't think that's how it works. Um, another study found that three servings of low fat dairy per day could be beneficial to bone health uh, without messing with your heart. Yep. That was in 2015, near the time of this study. Uh, another one says that dairy and cheese are really good with weight loss. Not that's all, just weight yeah. weight loss. Yep. 
Um, also, they help your risk for type 2 diabetes. They add protein, magnesium, potassium, phosphorus, and zinc. Uh, but the thing about most of these studies, a lot of them are linked to the dairy industry, which we've talked about. Yep. Uh, so they're obviously not going to, if negative results come out, they're not going to necessarily talk about be those. enthralled with them. Yeah. And uh, so don't jump to the all cheese eating a wheel okay. at a time. I'm a, wow. I'm a god. <laughs> um, and they say all of the articles I read made sure somewhere to say, but you should still keep everything in moderation. Yep. You should get all the other food groups. You should drink a lot of water. You need yeah, to exercise regularly. because they don't want to get sued. All that stuff. <laughs> uh, so... It's been getting passed around a lot. Will cheese heart help your heart? It looks like, like yeah. a little bit. Yep. But they, uh, the research and the article that's been going around on Nova is by no means the end-all be-all of that study. I think I know what our next cheese poll is going to be. It cheese poll. After you eat cheese, does your heart feel better? <laughs> does your heart hurt? Mine kind of does. Yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Dane. What up, though? I don't know if we've mentioned yet that we're from Michigan. Has that come up yet? I don't think we ever have. Okay. Um, well, we're from Michigan. Oh, um, yeah, we uh, I'm from the good part, um, the mitten. That is debatable, sir. Okay. That I'm from the mitten? I throw a... Na- no, the good part. I throw a napkin at you, sir. That was a, that was a throw, just not an awe-inspiring one. Do you want one? No. <laughs> Particularly not with the heavy pointed objects. Thank you. Anyway. So the, the weather has turned uh, turned chilly here in Michigan, and I'm actually pretty happy about that. Um, fall, winter are my seasons. When it gets like hot fall. and humid, I'm not a particularly happy person. <laughs> um, and as we know, I mean, we saw a video of this over the weekend. With chilly weather comes snow because it was snowing pretty good up at the Straits of Mackinac over yeah. the weekend. Heard a lot about that. Um, and along with the snow come snow plows and salt trucks. And the problem with uh, salt trucks is they put down road salt, and that's a no, thing. What are you doing? Okay. It's bad for the environment in a variety of ways um, because mainly it's a gigantic toxin and it kills everything it touches. Yeah. Plus, it really destroys your car. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. destroys your car, yeah. ruins shoes. Yep. I've lost whole pairs of shoes. Yeah. Yep. And if you're from a northern area and they do salt, you're used to that kind of weird salt line you get on your shoes when yeah. you're walking around in it like you that. You can just so. feel it. Yep. In your ears, bet. Um, however, the good people of Milwaukee, Wisconsin have come up with a solution, which is. Da, 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 da. Beer, brats, Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Nope, no, Giannis no, Antetokounmpo. No, nope. Fudge. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheese. It's cheese. How about that? Who'd, I'm shocked. Who'd have thunk it? Um, Who'd have thunk it? <sighs> I want to just say we've been doing our best to not do bad cheese puns. No. You have not been doing your best. Because I feel if like you had been doing easy. your best, you wouldn't have done any of it's them. It's low-hanging cheese. Yeah. I don't think I've done like any. <laughs> you, that you, was my first you, big you've one. You've snuck a couple in, and they've never been pleasant. <laughs> that one was a particularly unpleasant one. So we need, like, when we get around to the tasting the cheese later, I'm giving you a big hunk of one of them. More specifically, it's not just like cheese. It's not like they're laying down like hunks of American <laughs> or, 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 or Munster on the streets like, like that. Yeah. Um, it's the brine um, from cheese making that they mix with rock salt. Interesting. Um, it's a variation on uh, what other cities have done with just using um, brine brine because um, th- the cheese brine is 
freezes at a lower temperature. So you yeah. can actually use it in um, a greater um, number of environments. And um, because it's sort of sticky, just a little bit sticky, it keeps the salt from bouncing up oh, off the road. So if you've ever been behind a salt truck, you know that that happens is obnoxious. those like little meteors coming at your windshield and you're like, oh God, please just <laughs> don't, crack, don't crack it, don't crack it. Um, and... As a happy bonus, your neighborhood smells a little like cheese after they get I done going say, I would like that yeah. part of it. Just walk out. And- yep. So Polk County, Wisconsin, which is where, they're, where they've done the big, big trials in this, goes through um, 30 to 65 gallons of cheese brine a year. That's, wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's like, a, yeah, wow. And they do it for free. Um, it's basically they're doing the dairy a, fli- a, well, I was fl- say, a favor because they got to get rid of this brine. Similar to the biogas it. thing we yeah, talked about exactly before, right. I feel yep. like it's not like a useful thing that they need for other things no yeah once it's used it's used they can't use it for anything yeah. else and they've because it's been used for basically food manufacture they can't just like flush it down yeah. the drain <laughs> all right here you they go. gotta Dump like a river yep um oh. and it saves the county a pile of money because they're now they're not buying a bunch of salt or sand or yeah. whatever like that <laughs> the best cheese brine comes from provolone and mozzarella oh Nice. Um, I could not find any answers for why on that, yeah. other than those are both brined cheeses. Yeah. Um, th- there are other cheeses that are brined, but those are two main ones. Um, I'm going to try and look into more on that if I can. Sure. It's been a while hunting, and I couldn't really find anything. What you have to do, the one thing you have to do is you, you have to lay it down before the storm. You can't sure. do yeah, it like, during the that's storm. That's what I was just going to ask. Like, you couldn't really send this out. After the blizzard starts. Right, and you kinda... can't do it if it's going to rain before it Elks snows. That's yeah. no bueno. It just doesn't work. So it complicates things a bit. Yep. But like for those which you get, especially in Wisconsin, a few times a year when it's like, we're about to get polar apocalypse, yep. NATO cyclones. Yeah. And you know it's hitting. Yep. Yeah, if you know it's coming and you know yeah. you're not going to get rain first, you can use it down to neg- minus 23 degrees. Oh, so, wow. so that's effective at a lot lower temperature than that's right. um, yeah. salt because salt will just stop working huh. at a certain point. Hey, look at this. I found out about brining. Hey, brining. <laughs> um, it adds a more full, um, a salty flavor. Huh, go figure. Makes and sense. it discourages bad bacterial growth on the surface of the cheese. Note I said bad bacterial growth because there is some bacterial growth Hint, hint, that you do want on the cheese. Yeah. And blues. Um, Brine can also be flavored with things like beer, ale, spices, wine, or liquor. Hmm. In any case, um, it helps develop the rind um, and overall flavors on the cheese. So brining is good for cheese. Not all cheeses are brined, but some are. Probably we'll do a show in the future where it's just brined cheeses. I think that'd be fun. But don't go lick the roads in Milwaukee. If, you know, it's your life, you can do what you want I guess, to. but you yeah. shouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's like it's your do- tongue. It's like the cheese doctors. Like, yeah, yeah eat some cheese, but yeah. don't eat don't like eat a whole wheel cheese, of cheese. Yeah. Well, doctors are such killjoys. Shut up, doctors. <laughs> Stupid, no fun doctor people. Go con. Yeah. Get them squared away over there. That's interesting, though. Yeah. Cheese in the winter coming yep. to a road near you. Yeah, if you're in Wisconsin. There's a couple other places in the country that do it, but Wisconsin's the main one. Which makes sense. Big cheese producer. That's interesting. So what do you know about cheese? What's cheese fact for me? This is one of my favorite cheese facts. It's mainly this. We've talked about some of the cheeses that come from sheep. Yep. Talked about cheese that come from goat, cows, those other things. There is a lot of it. If you can milk it, you can make cheese out of it. Yes, you can. And when you do that to animals that you normally don't, think about as a milking animal the cheese gets very expensive yeah 
So we're going to talk expensive animal cheese today. All right. A little bit. So there's one that's very popular called Pule or Pule. I've heard it pronounced both ways. It's mm-hmm. Serbian. So, I've never heard of this. So okay. I'm so it's P-U-L-E. Okay. Uh, I was listening to like yep. broadcasts in different yep. places trying to figure out. So Pule or Pule, depending on what you want. Yep. But it's P-U-L-E. It looks like Pule. Uh, it's a Serbian donkey cheese. Okay. It's 60% donkey milk from Balkan donkeys. Balkan Band donkeys. name yeah. Dibs. <laughs> the Balkan donkeys. <laughs> our first song is Pule. Our first album is Pule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's 40% goat milk. So it's a little mix okay. of Balkan I donkey and goat. I bet that's a pretty strong tasting yeah, cheese. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> uh, it's the town of Sremska Mitrovica. I believe you. Yeah. Um, and it's a Zasavika Special Nature Reserve, and it's a donkey reserve. Like, it's these Balkan donkeys. Are these, like, wild Balkan donkeys? Or are they... Wild, and they're all on this reserve okay. now. But, yes. All right. It's this place where all these yep. Balkan donkeys yep. are. Uh, and it has the tagline, the world's most expensive cheese. Okay. It is around $1,100 a kilogram. I'm doing math in my head. That's about 500 yeah, about 500 a pound. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot more than I normally spend on cheese. <laughs> normally. <laughs> um, it's crumbly. It's white in color. They say the taste is said to be similar to Manchego, but okay. way more intense. I would think. <laughs> um, it only has 1% milk fat. donkeys are intense. They are. Yeah. It's an intense animal. Uh, it only has 1% milk fat, so it's a little leaner. Low fat, yeah. Yeah, so it's low. Uh, it has 60 times more vitamin C in the donkey wow. milk than cow milk. <laughs> wow. So it is super vitamin C. <laughs> um, also, it has anti-allergenic properties. It's really expensive because it's rare Yeah. because there's only about 100 jennies. You know what jenny is? Yeah, it's female donkey. Female donkey. Yep. Female donkey. <laughs> it's a female Balkan donkey. Um, just female Balkan donkey or female any donkey? Just donkeys. Okay. Female donkeys. Yeah. Um, there's only about 100 jennies in the land race of these Balkan donkeys that are mute, milked. For this PUA. Or this are they PUA. mute too? Yes, they are mute. Okay. No, they are not. I'm mute. not sure they're um, pretty expressing their opinion. That's what a sneaky part about it is. <laughs> um, they are hand milked, has to be hand milked for a couple of reasons. One, they are ornery. <laughs> they don't like you to be milking. Ornery them. Balkan donkeys. <laughs> Bad name. Ornery <laughs> Balkan Jennies. That's a better Ooh, that is yeah. better. Uh, they don't like being milked, and there's no such thing as a donkey milking machine. Turns out they don't have like udders like a cow, like the milking machine in the systems. Don't really gonna, work okay. for a donkey. All right. And apparently they don't want to make one because it's probably also artisanally better to be. It's hand milked. Yeah. Uh, but they have to be hand milked three times a day. It yeah. takes 25 liters or 6.6 gallons of milk to make one kilogram. Yep. 2.2 pounds of cheese. Yep. As of 2012, it set the world record for most expensive cheese at 1,000 euros per kilogram. The farm also makes bottled donkey's milk, which back in the day... It's said to be a beauty secret of Cleopatra herself. Bottled donkey's milk? Yep. Or Balkan donkey cheese? Bottled donkey's milk. Okay. The milk you just bathe in milk. 2016, <laughs> a pound of this cheese cost $1,700 per pound. Price was going up. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's nearly impossible to find. It's not, you can only get it yeah. there or places that pay a lot to have it. Yep. One of those places is a Vegas restaurant where you it, can get it for $4,000 a slice. I'm completely unsurprised by that. Yeah, it's like the $15,000 burger or yep. whatever they make. Yeah. So you can go. There are a few different places now in Vegas, apparently, uh, that have it at $4,094 a slice. Uh, the site for the reserve where you can like get it, uh, the donkey reserve, 
it offers the cheese, but it's super expensive shipping yeah. and conversions. Yep. And you have to go fast because they do it like once a year. They're yep. like, we have this. Um, and in 2013, do you know Joker? D-J-O-K-E-R? Nope. Novak Djokovic? Oh, yep. Tennis guy. Yeah. Really good yep. tennis guy. Yep. So he's from that area, uh-huh. apparently. And in 2013, he bought the entire 2013 output for $500 a pound. And he bought it to be a key attraction at his chain of restaurants in Serbia. So for 2013, you could not get this cheese unless you went to Novak Djokovic's restaurants. Bought it all. <laughs> so it's expensive. Another expensive animal cheese yep. is moose from Sweden. Have you ever seen a moose? Yeah. They're big. Big moose. They don't like things either no like anybody they're, who's they're, not a they're, moose. they're ornery yeah i mean they are and, more and, and yeah they're ornery and they're like three times the size of a donkey that's real and i don't think there are moose milking machines there are not yeah but they are milked that's in sweden i hope those people have good health insurance in the small town <laughs> i i hope so in the a small farm in Bjornholm, like to get kicked by a moose. Would I like to? No, can you imagine? Oh, I was like, what, I absolutely would not. Can you imagine what it's like to get kicked? By It'd a be moose. like getting hit by a truck. Yeah, a very small, <laughs> very powerful truck. Yeah, yeah big time. Uh, so in Algenhaus, which is elk house, yep, uh, it's a small farm in Bjornholm, Sweden. It this cheese costs four hundred twenty dollars a pound. Okay, uh, it comes so from a bargain the, compared. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's cheaper. Yeah. Um, it comes from the milk of tamed moose. At this place, at this farm, they're tame. Okay. You're going to hear more about these. (laughs) There are a bunch of them on the farm, but the farmers, Kriester and Ulla Johansson, of course, course. only milk three currently. (laughs) Una, Alga, and Gulan. (laughs) Um, It's expensive, the cheese, because moose, as you said, are very temperamental. (laughs) The slightest thing is going to make a moose cow, a female moose, dry up. And want to kill you, which is bad combo. <laughs> yeah. uh, but on it, like apparently they talk about it and all these places talk about it, that you'll go try to milk it. And if it's upset, no milk's coming out. No milk. And, and, then and, gonna, and oh. moose kicks to the head. Big time. It <laughs> takes up to two hours to milk the moose and it has to be total silence. <laughs> and with each milking, uh, produces less than two liters of liquid. So you just have to, it's like a pop bottle, like a yeah, two liter. Yep. You just got to be... And then if you like somebody like, oh hey, Creaster. No! And then the milk Someone sneezes. Junga galunga. <laughs> and wow. What do you think it sounds like? It turns out you can go to their website yeah. and you can meet all their moose. Yeah. Including I'll actually put it somewhere you can see. Oh, it, that's the sound. Okay. It's, you got Charlie, yeah. you got Elsa, Gunda, Fritz. Fritz. You got a Isaac. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go There's a bunch now. Yeah. You're not milking Fritz. No, you're not milking all the dudes. These are just all their tame Oh, just moose. all the moose. Okay. Yeah, but you can listen to the call from a moose in heat. Or a complaining moose. The website is incredible. I'll say that. Um, the website, you get to meet all their moose. You can also go there and get a moose tour, a slideshow. They have this big majestic slideshow okay. you can watch about the moose. Uh, a... Quote, unique collection of moose antlers, end quote. Not sure what that means. And a museum. And I will say this. The only thing I don't um, like about this, how is it not called a museum? Yeah, Thank you very much. That's just, ugh. And the next two best parts, they have a restaurant with a whole bunch of interesting things on the menu. Moose meat. 
moose, moose meat, moose yep. cheese, moose milk, and you get to pat a moose. Pat a moose. Let's go pat a moose. Man, when my wife hears, she loves moose. She when we were I'm in uh, New England the last time, she made us go on a moose hunt, and we were out for a good long while. She got to see lots of moose. She Did was you? very happy. That's but good. if she finds out there's a place where you can go to pet moose, <laughs> you have to go all the way to Sweden. So it's a little tougher. We're thinking about what to do for the big trip after she retires at the end of the year. So maybe, maybe go to Sweden and for pet moose? a moose and then eat it. <laughs> I want you pet it this one. It's like picking a lobster out of a tank. I want Junga. <laughs> Well, Cook it, it up. Well, it makes a complaining sound. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> other very expensive cheeses, white Stilton gold, $450 a pound. A long cloth and dairy. Uh, there's a cheese that has real gold flakes and gold liqueur. Yep. Uh, there's one, Casillo Buffala, $45 yeah, a pound. Casillo Buffala. Buffalo cheese. Yeah. Yep. Uh, twice the fat of a cow's milk, so yep. it's super creamy. But so expensive cheeses, not just from cows, yeah. sheep, goats. I thought Sometimes you were going to talk about, moose. for some reason, I thought you were going to talk about like mouse cheese. No, there is like weird stuff like that, yeah. but it's rarely like, not that these are mass produced, but yeah. like produced in a way that you could not, ever get it if you're not creepily doing it in your dungeon, <laughs> which is where you're going with it. Moose cheese. Yeah, moose cheese. Balkan donkey cheese. Balkan donkey cheese. Balkan, Balkan donkey Jenny cheese. Uh, but yeah, so that's the fact I have. Wow. Expensive cheeses. Yeah, so if you want, if you want to get in the game, you got to beat Novak Djokovic. Sounds <laughs> like in more ways than one. You have to play uh, him in the match of tennis <laughs> for the cheese. Yeah. I'd do it. Yeah, if I got the cheese, no matter what. I mean, I. I mean, well, I think you have to me. beat him. Well, yeah, then I wouldn't get any cheese. Probably in three. He would hit me with one of those three hundred mile an hour serves. I don't think it's that fast. It, but it would. I would just sit there and go. Ah! Would you make what would the sound? Would you make a moose sound? <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Uh, right. Listeners, send in your best <laughs> impersonation of moose noises. Yep. <laughs> send those. We'll play them all. Whole episode. Whole Christmas. I'll show. be so happy if people do that. Whole <laughs> <laughs> time. Ah, me swap the food in the wood. All right. <laughs> hey, Dane. Hi, Kirk. Ever wondered why pictures of attractive women are called cheesecake? I've never heard it called that in my life. You really haven't? No, is that real? You've yeah, heard that? that's a thing. Yeah, never, Probably because I'm young and... Yeah, handsome. particularly um, from like the World War II era, um... Cheesecake pinups. Um, so like I'm picturing like your cat calling them. Is it like a cat call? You go like hey, no, cheesecake. This is a, no, this is actually a name that you, these would be cheesecake. Is so, it a term of endearment? Like would you say to your wife like hey what's up cheesecake? I, you could if you wanted a knuckle you sandwich. Though. Yeah, you probably should. Ooh, that's a food yep. too. Nice. Um, the the male version of it is beefcake. Yeah, um, beefcake. So basically. Um, Beautiful, usually kind of voluptuous women, right. usually wearing um, body skimming things or swimsuits or things like that. Sure. Um, like the pictures of women that you see sometimes on the nose cones of um, like World War II era bombers see and things like that. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yes. Pinup girl. Kind um, of it actually, the this term comes from way back in history. Um, it comes from this idea of women being associated with cheese goes back all the way to um, the Roman Empire. Really? That's way farther back than I would have yeah. ever guessed. So, um, wow. Okay. It 
seems to originate from Apuleius's um, Metamorphoses, which is also known as the Golden Ass, um, which is the yep. only complete surviving Latin novel. It was written somewhere between um, 158 and 180 in the Common Era. So, that, I mean, there's a big range. They're not entirely sure about it. Um, a long time ago. So this is from our friend Caroline Oates. Oh, um, it's the Oates. One. Yep. So um, it, cheese, signifies women as sexual partners. Um, in fact, the cheese woman metaphor was familiar in Europe. Monks in medieval Germany were called cheese hunters. <laughs> According to a Spanish proverb, cheese without a rind is like a maiden without shame. In Britain, cheese and cheese referred to two women kissing or on horseback together. As one man explained, quote, Bread and cheese is very well, but cheese and cheese is no scent. Men were bread and women were cheese, according to the respective areas of agricultural activity. Men in the grain fields and women in the dairy. Well, that's a thing. Metaphor is still current. Um, men's magazines feature photographs of cheesecakes. Um, huh. Anglo-Irish men might call a good-looking woman a nice piece of cheese or a tasty <laughs> piece of cheddar. That cheddar. A girl who has many boyfriends is a, quote, blue cheese, and one in search of a husband is a, quote, mousetrap. Wow, in these short, are all very negative. Yeah, these are all, yeah, they're all like Super hugely negative. sexist yeah. and misogynist. Yeah. Makes me feel bad. Um, in short, quote, cheese signified women, the good wife and the bad, the maternally protective, as well as the appetizingly dangerous and oppressive, unquote appetizingly yep. dangerous so that's the whole thing um huh. women and cheese um throughout been. european history dating all the way back to really the second century hmm. and you had no idea about that. i absolutely yeah, yeah no yeah. i've heard beefcake lots yeah. of times yep Ready to eat some cheese? I'm sorry. All right. So today, like we said before, we have the washed rind cheeses here. So I got some information for you on what these are, so you kind of know what you're getting into. I have some information for you. Do you know? This room smells bad now. (laughs) (laughs) Smells like old, sweaty locker. Smells like socks. That's the information I have for you. Okay, (laughs) Okay. go. So a washed rind cheese is exactly what you think. Um, It's a cheese that has had its outside washed in some sort of solution. Um, unlike other cheeses these ripen from the outside in because basically when you put the solution on them you expose them to bacteria our mold really our our friend brevibacterium linens um and essentially this washing makes them vulnerable to the mold um you can add other things to the um, brine or the milk that they make the cheese from and they also can occur naturally in the milk or in the sea salt that you use for your for your wash the bacteria produces methanethiol, methanethiol. Um, Dr. Lewis, you can correct me on that when you Pollen. listen to this, which is where that footy smell comes from. That's the smell. It smells. Um, fun side note. Researchers think that this smell is what attracts mosquitoes to human feet and ankles. Really? So if you like a Michigan, like yeah. summer when it's hot and they're really going after your ankles and like that, they yeah. think that that might be why they're particularly attracted so to bad. that particular smell. So go take a shower, stinky. Yeah. And Clean you your feet. Clean your feet. Clean your feet, beefcake. Conventional wisdom holds that um, the bacteria enters the, uh, creates the characteristic color of the rinds, which, as you can see from the board here, tends to be yellowish, reddish, or orange. Yes. Um, 
Research suggests that Brevibacterium, however, is not the main culprit for these colors. These are living organisms that are sitting okay. in front of you on sure. the cheese board. Other things that exist on these um, cheeses, um, Fusarium domesticum, Rhodospiridium, Staphylococcus xylosus, yeah, Penicillium, and Arthrobacter, when they grow together, when they don't grow together, oh, okay. they don't produce these things. It's got to be the two of them. And yeah. then other Brevibacterium species. So yeah. there's lots of stuff lots growing of, on these cheeses. Lots of stuff crawling around. And I spent a while looking at a lot of uh, photographs of microscopic yeah. um, looks at these. And all of those bacteria colonize in distinctive orange and yellowy colors. Sure. Brevibacterium tends to not. Oh, okay. So it creates the smell, but but not not the the color. The color seems to come from other stuff. Hmm. Um, Making these things is a labor-intensive process because the washing is all hand-done. So these are generally... milk and a moose. Yep. Except a lot less risky. (laughs) Probably true. The surface of the cheeses tends to be moist or sticky, and the more you wash, the moister and stickier they get. So what I would like you to do is just reach Uh, over here and just tap the surface of, of that one. I get my theme song. Touch that cheese. Oh, God, it's so sticky. <laughs> oh, it's so sticky. <laughs> Is it moist and sticky? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. Washed dried cheeses can be Not soft nice. or firm. Um, Gruyere is an example of a uh, firm cheese, as is the Munster, hey, which you remember Munster. from your pizza. Yep. And I've done a little reading. Apparently, Munster is a pretty common thing, including, I believe, Little Caesars puts Munster really? on their pizza. Yep. Maybe that's why they're pizza. Could be. Um, the ones we've got today, um, two of them are on the softer side. Um, one of them is a semi-firm, I would call it. These cheeses are medieval in origin, um, probably from monasteries. Um, oozing out and in keeping oh, look at that oh, yeah it's just oozing in keeping with our or, with cheese origins all of our three cheeses today are from the old world so they're all nice. european cheeses time travel cheese yep so uh what we've done today is we've done two waves of testing we just like first fresh out of the cooler while they were still kind of chilled down um which is going to knock back the smell and the flavor a little yes. bit so we're gonna go through these and let Dane have a check. Um, so our first one is Epoise de Bourgogne. Um, this is a protected domain of origin cheese. A lot of the ones we've had now. Yeah, so basically they're that. kind of heritage artisanal cheese um, production. It comes from the, the village of Epoise. So it only comes from one village nice. in France. Um, it's pasteurized cow's milk. It's washed in Marc, which is a brandy from mm-hmm. the region, three times per week for four to six weeks. That explains things, I feel like. You can get this from unpasteurized cow's milk in France, um, but in the U.S., unpasteurized cheese has to be aged at least 60 days, so it just won't happen. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, apparently, the unpasteurized stuff, that's where that the, the big funk comes from, yeah. because pasteurized is going to kill some of the kill organisms. Of the, on the, um, so what you're getting is I would probably like about 60% power on this one it's a lot of power. so let's just oh i just i'm scared to yep. stand up when so we stand up it's gonna be we've got hell. a cold tasting so we're gonna have a run at this puppy cold tape <laughs> brought to you by what weird sounds can we put in front of the microphone today kirk trying to open a cheese uh, I just want. This is the most nervous I've been so, for a cheese cast. 
Here we go. Um, oh, it's very pretty. This is Nepoise. So you've heard about this one before. Yes. In the previous cheese cast. I have. This is the one that's banned from public <laughs> transit in France. Thank God we're not in France. Um, For multiple reasons. So here you go. You can have a look at it. It looks like a little cake. Yeah. Give that bad boy a whiff. Uh, <laughs> it, have you smelled it? Yes, I have. <laughs> I'll stand by this, and I'll say this, and this is the 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 linens we talk about that I can't remember the full name. Brevibacterium linens. Yeah. Oh man, that was open the whole room. <laughs> I feel it in my eyes. <laughs> but it smells like a locker room. Yep. It's like not a good way, but like when you walk in and you have that for jocks out there. It's yep. a sports talk. Sports talk. <laughs> sports talk. <laughs> cheese cast. <laughs> Uh, but it smells like when you walk into a locker room and you're just like, oh, hey, nobody's washed anything. Like, also, this is illegal to take it, but like, it's bad. But like. Did you just ask if it was illegal? No, like in France, <laughs> isn't it illegal to public transport? It's, it's illegal about? to carry it around in public transit. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's bad, but like. Don't be a baby. It's well, just a smell. People see, smell worse on public yeah, transit. What we're doing is we're trying it cold. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. It's still it's right out of the cooler. So we're going to be bringing it up to room temperature slowly as we go. It doesn't smell good. So you can see how it changes as it goes and taste how it changes as it sure. goes and smell how it changes as it goes. So it's going to be a total sensory experience for you today, Dane. I'm excited. Okay. I think we should get one of those sensory deprivation things, but. And just we eat cheese put while we're this in inside it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just me be a little bit and it alarming. This is an interesting looking cheese. Okay, so first of all, yes, it is sticky. Good. It looks like bread. Yep, <laughs> it looks like a cake. Yep, which is what we said in the kind of overview of <sighs> washed ranch cheeses that they are frequently sticky. Um, it does, oh, it just so no, I'm gonna no senses about this. They're are nice. Get. Wipe some cheese funk off my hand here. That's good. You want to do it for the microphone so we get some more? There you go. That'll be our third track for our soundtrack album. It looks like a cake. Oh, that's so squishy. Oh, this could be like liquidy. <laughs> oh. like, I w- like I was worried about this just for smell, and I was like, what if I throw up? But you now know. I'm like, that's a lot of cheese there. <laughs> so we've got, it's not too much. You're gonna eat that much of that right now by yourself? That's crazy. (laughs) So (sighs) this is a variation again on our normal thing because Dane is being a big old crybaby. I am being a baby because you're like, is that what I sound like? (laughs) That's pretty much sound like. Put the wisp in. So we have some bread. This cheese is frequently eaten with bread. Um, I also brought some pickles, which is also often eaten with. So what I'll do? Such a big wedge. It looks like butter from here with that rind. Yeah. So wash rind, we can eat this rind. Yeah. 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 You don't have to, but you can. And you're going to. As are you. You're okay. just going to take it off the knife. I thought better of it. <laughs> you almost looked like a real <laughs> tough guy. <laughs> Kirk had it on like a, I don't know what kind of knife that is. Kirk does. Just Sankotu. Duh. Uh, but that, is that the style or the brand? Like what's that? Style. Okay. It's just a Farberware knife. Okay. Sure, but so, so Kirk was gonna just stab a knife into yep. his mouth, but he decided better. <laughs> um, and then he ripped off barehand a piece of bread because that's how you do it. Riff raff, street rap. You're just eating it all. I will say, watching Kirk, it does not appear to be that offensive to him, or he's just a professional bread cheese eater. 
Mm, that is good cheese. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. I'm excited. I like it a lot. Is that honest? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sometimes it's hard to tell. It's fun. It's a nice looking cheese. Yep. Like now so, that it's all, it looks like a very fancy, so, nice cheese. I mean, describe it for him. What's it look like? What I'm looking at right now? Yeah. So you said it looks like a cake, but you know, yeah. people could be thinking like, I don't know, a red velvet cake sure. or something, which it, would be not accurate. It looks like if you're watching the British baking show, like a weird old timey dessert they would have been asked to make. It's like yep. a little circular, like a hockey, like a little bigger than a hockey puck. Yep. Size disc. Now it looks like Pac-Man because Kirk has cut a couple cut of wedges, wedges out of it. Yep. Um, is that what Pac-Man sounds like? How's Yankee Doodle go? <laughs> I don't remember. Fudge! <laughs> I'm going to get you. Someday. That's the goal. I'm going to be like, oh, you read this? This is going to be it. Uh, I think I'm going to be able to figure that out. But like looking at it, it doesn't look like a cheese till you see the middle because it almost looks right. like a bread, like a yeah. nice tan yep. brownish kind of yep. rind so around it. It's rind is a brownish orange with some reddish tints to it. Yes. And that's all the bacteria. That's like what I said. On the outside of it. I said it. Um, so the cheese itself looks like butter. Oh my goodness! Look at it. it's like liquid. So it's sticking to the knife blade a little bit. So much. Boop. It looks like look, like it looks like custard. It does. When you it get it close, it looks like it a has custard. a very custardy texture. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness! So smooth. It's an interesting taste, but it's not like a, as we've talked about before, as I get it down, it's a different taste to a cheese I've really had before. Yep. It's super buttery, super smooth, but again, it smells. It smells bad. Yep. This cheese smells bad. Really high milk fat content on it, these things. It feels like it's a stick of butter. Yep. Like it's like rich. Yeah. And just unctuous. Like, oh my goodness. Um, frequently, dis- these cheeses are described as having meaty flavors um, to them, so they, they tend to be kind of heavy. It's interesting. So there's some with um, some locally baked bread um, from the Willow Tree downtown Olivet. Um, we're delighted to have some actual fresh bread to have with these because yeah. that's the classic way of doing it is you kind of do a schmear onto a piece of a bread. Schmear. It's an interesting taste. I don't know that I love the richness, but it's very. Di- but as we've talked about, what I was getting to. The smelly cheese, as we've discussed before, the smellier the cheese does not correlate directly nope. to how funky it is to eat. Because this is actually pretty chill. Yeah. It's super rich. Yes. And it's getting me real good for that. But <laughs> hmm. Dane went whole hog on that bite. He could have taken, you know, well, I to do. a more decorous bite to like half of it, but he just stuffed a whole hunk of bread with it? maybe two ounces of cheese on top of it. So we gotta start like kudos to Dan. Dan, <laughs> hi, Craig. What a nice day. One time, people in athletics asked me to be really nice and host a panel, and the athletic director, whom I know very well, called me Dave three times. So thanks, guys. I feel welcome here. Kudos to Dane. I'm not from cutting that. <laughs> I in. You can try to drop again. Let's still do it. Anyway. All right. So thanks, Dave. You're welcome, Cram. <laughs> Crammy Amelman. It's really good with bread. The yep. bread helps because it's like butter. It's like yep. you just buttered a piece of bread. Yep. Was I not supposed to just take the whole thing? <laughs> you can do whatever you There's want. There's a lot. Yep. And again, it's not a smell, but there is a taste that's like making my eyes kind of. <laughs> yep. I asked too much at once, the amount I did. <laughs> no. Ooh. 
I have a pickle. It smells in here bad. I'm going to get more bread in to just try to soak <laughs> up. <laughs> have a pickle. No, I'm serious. It'll help. Is it because what we learned in Wedge 5 and 5.5 that yep. I discovered and nobody else ever else knew I'm eating like this the rest of the time <laughs> that pickles almost neutralize intense cheese and other taste flavors? Yep. You're welcome, science. Thank you, science. That's good cheese. I like that cheese. It's unlike a cheese I've ever had before. Yep. The smell does kind of translate to the taste. Yep. For that, because like, and it's not like a, oh my God, it's so intense. Ah. But it's like, you get the funk going back. Yeah. Up the so back of your mouth. Kind of like nose. horseradish comes back yeah. on you. Yep. Big time. Yep. It's, it's so rich. Yep. Oh, it's rich. Okay. What is this? So our second one oh. is a langra. Langra. Uh, so I'll let you have a look at it. Okay. Describe it for our faithful listeners. Looks like a deflated egg cake. Looks like a quiche. Yep. Kind of quiche color. Kind of, kind like of a egg, brain an, on the top. An, an, an eggy yellow. Yeah. Sort super, of a, uh, it looks like an egg. Yeah. The surface texture of these cheeses, um, the, the first two, um, it's gross. Does kind of have a kind of corrugated look. Yeah. The, the, um, this one, yeah, yeah it does look more piece. cerebral on its surface. And that, I didn't know so one of the reasons this is wrapped in plastic is this is a, these are soft cheeses, so so you, yeah, they will they will ooze on you. You help. It looks like corn and you can, egg. You can see how soft it is. In a little jello mold. Yeah. I mean, it, it's this is going to be an oozy, oozy cheese. Oh, God. You can see the inside yeah. of the containers. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, you know what it looks like a little bit? It looks like you made one of those microwave cakes. Yeah. And then it just totally deflates. Oh, man, that's beautiful. Oh, that's so, so oozy. <laughs> oh. Kirk is oh, excited. So <laughs> oh, my God. It's just goo. Mm. Is it good? Yeah. How do you say it? Langra. Langra. It's. It sounds like some mythical beast. You this is even more this custardy than the apoise. I mean, it's. Is it more rich? Because oh. It's about as rich. It's fundamentally rich. <laughs> it's fundamentally rich. Yep. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it spread. Watching Kurt yep. spread. It, it spreads like better than cream cheese. Better. Actually. I was just yeah. gonna say like it's smoother than other spreadables. Uh-huh. He spread that with a butter knife much easier than butter would ever be mm. spread. Kirk likes these stinkies. Oh my God, these are so good. <laughs> oh my God, it's good cheese. Dan, on the other hand, is <laughs> going to The first one kind of weirded me out. It's a, it's, a, it's a taste I've never had. Yep. And it's not like overwhelmingly salty. It's salty. You have had, yeah, it's salty, uh, but it's intense. It's a super it's intense just, cheese. It's, yep. There's a lot going on. Yep. And again, like the smell actually doesn't bother me yet. It was cold, but like it that overwhelmingly creamy, rich, dense, oh. like cheeseness. It's, it's mm. like it's like in. I don't know if that's a happy mm or a. Well, I'll tell you exactly what happened, and it's what I kind of expected today. I had it on my fingers, very yep. classily, and it was in front of my nose, yep. and I went like, "Oh, this is gonna be so bad!" <laughs> but then I put it in my mouth, and it's like, "Oh my god, it's yep. so." And this is going to be the Dana. This is the epitome of our podcast relationship and why we're hosting yep. this each half of us. This to me tastes like when you go get like a canned cheese dip you're going to eat <laughs> chips with. Yep. But somebody was like, we're going to make one <laughs> fancy <laughs> and it smells bad, but it's going to be yep. so good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, so 
So here's some on bread. I get, I didn't give you as much this time, so you don't have to cram the whole thing in your mouth. <laughs> he's doing it anyway because he's just being a baby man. He's trying to knock down the cheese funk. No, the I like this one way more. Oh, really? Yep. Why? The It's so smooth. Okay. Like the other one, and I think it's we'll come to find different. Yep. Apologies also for saying everything I say with a mouthful of bread. That's why it's good to have the big mouth. You can put it all over one side and talk. But the the first one, like, still was, it wasn't just totally, like, oozy all the way. It still had some of that structural integrity. Yep. Where this one, it just, like, was almost a liquid on top. Yep. So you kind of, it's not as rich, not as, the other one felt dense. Like, it just felt like I was like, yeah. Whoa, Although like you, can, you can't see it, you can see it losing oh, it's, some of its structural integrity. Now it looks like a Boston cream pie. Yeah, kind like of. Filling, yep. That custardy yep. it's just getting that. spilling out. Yep, slow motion. So this is our third one. Okay. That <clears throat> looks like cheesecake. Okay. You just put a piece of cheesecake out here. So color? Bread-like. Okay, so kind of a... Like light brown. Toasted brown. Yeah, Yep. toasted brown. That's a good way to put it. Much firmer than the ones you've been looking at before. Yeah, it does. It's not... You can even tell Kirk's yeah. just holding it in his hand. Yeah. I couldn't do that with the longer. No. It was basically just going... It started gl- to kind of... It was going <laughs> glurb go all over his my hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this one, yeah, definitely appears to be way firmer than the others. Okay. It looks like a delightful cheesecake with no... Oh, yeah, that's really firm. How's that smell? I didn't think the long row was that. Like, it smells bad, but it wasn't as... This one has a mild smell to it. I thought it was going to taste like a mother. No. 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 It's almost a delicate taste, I would say. What is a delicate taste? I don't know. Like, I don't... Well, I it's can't nowhere near as powerful a flavor as the first two we had. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it's a lighter flavor. Um, it, this is um, <laughs> this is a Stracopra. Ooh, um, I like the name. It's uh, an Italian um, goat washed cheese. Mm. Um, you wash your goats. Yep. They put the cheese out. You no, wash the that's, cheese. No, that's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. It's so firm. Like they're trying to cut it. Yeah, I actually have to bury in yeah. on it with the with the cutting edge of the knife. Yeah, the smell not as bad. Yep. Not as intense. Yep. None of them smell like what I thought it would yeah. be. It's not good. I don't want to smell it like, <laughs> a lot, but. I don't want to smell it a lot. Oh yeah, that one way is way less intense. Yep, just kind of, kind of there. Also very like still very, like rich ish, yep. creamy. Tastes like butter. Yep, they all taste very much like butter. Yep, that's pretty good though. All right, they get yeah. And all of the it. all of these are edible rinds. You don't have to eat them in the rind, so you can like particularly like the, the pois. If you, you would if get you, all you could gut it. Way. I don't know how you do it with the longer because it's so soft. Just you're gonna get you rind just, no matter what. Yeah, I have seen people actually eat them with spoons. Now that it has been sitting out for about a what, while, a while, um, we're gonna have a whack at this coming thing up on an now hour. That it's pretty much at room should be at room temperature and or slightly cooler. And the applause is just oozing out of yep. the rind, <laughs> like it just oh, yeah. liquidy wow. custardy. Yep. Oh goodness. And I will say, it smells I'm, in here. The smell has so been amplified. Do you want me to get some of the rind, or do you want just the guts? I mean, I feel like the guts are going to be a lot easier to... Oh, my God. Whew. It looks like liquid butter. Yep. So much softer than it was. It was yeah, soft to begin with. go straight. Yeah, just go wipe it off. Oh. This one, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is it's locker room. That's yep. what it smells like. This is like what you smell when you know like, okay, I can't I have to actually take my stuff home and wash it. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, again, like oh, this one is it's just so rich, but it's just so dense and there's something something in the flavor, I'm not sure what it is, that gets me in the back back lower part of my yep. mouth where it starts to then rise up into the nose yep. and it's just kind of it's it's intense is a good way to put yes, that thing. It's you. a it's very intense. Thank you. Get some rind down there. It smells bad though. I this is like I feel like the most they've ever needed smell a vision or yeah, smell of yeah, something yeah. thing is now. We need to scratch and sniff cards or something. Uh, yep. Thanks. Yep. So while you're eating that, um, we lucked out. I mean, we really lucked out. When I called um, Trevor to ask about washer and cheeses, he, I said, do you have a poise? And he said, normally we do, but we're just completely out. and We don't know where we're going to be getting it in. <laughs> so when I showed up there a few days later, um, I came up to the counter and asked, you know, um, I called a few days ago from the cheese cast. Um, yeah. and he was like, oh, I'm Trevor. And so, you know, we're all happy because, you know, he said, you're going to be, you know, this is great. And he just, he, he went away. He just left. <laughs> and he it. came back with a box of Epoise. So all those little round containers yeah. he brought back. He's like, they just came in nice. and we're really happy about it. So fresh from France, basically. It doesn't taste fresh. Well, <laughs> that one's intense. Yep. Grape. <laughs> I thought you might want some grapes as a kind uh, of a palate really cleanser. Nice. Yep. Yeah, it's just like when it was cold. Like it's just heavy. Uh, um, it's just so intense yep. and rich and deep and just thick and just whoa. Woo. So our second one, you know, you're eating something, is a stracopra. Yes. Um, I did not have a ton of success finding out information about this cheese. It's um, mystery. It, you find it's around a lot, mm-hmm. but not a lot written about other than people like going into rhapsodies about how much they love it. Sure. It's Italian from Lombardy. Lombardy? Vince Lombardy? Ego Packers. Lombardy, I think is how you say that. I've never heard anyone actually say it. Vince Lombardi. The Lombard region. It's a goat's milk cheese. Um, I've seen it described most frequently as a goat's milk taleggio. So taleggio, again, it's a protected domain cheese. Named for the Val Taleggio in the Italian Alps. Mm. So again, it's anchored in its kind of region. Um, It's washed with seawater twice a week and aged six to ten weeks. So this one's a little bit older. Seawater. I found multiple references to it um, on pizzas at high-end pizzerias, like the ones where Mm. you buy the get the fancy pies. Yeah. As well as to being served on cheese plates at a variety of restaurants around, usually in big cities around the U.S. Sure. So it's clearly a cheese for foodie types. Yeah. They love it. Um, so it's not a cheese you would just stumble across. No. no serendipitously. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there just was not a lot of information about yeah. it. I mean, just minimal stuff. And mainly it was just like on menus and things yeah. like that. So now it's been sitting out for a bit. And this, as you know, listener, while cold, this one is the most like firm. And even now it's kind of retained its shape. Yep. It's not. It's definitely more... This one feels the most like a cheese, like when I picture a cheese, yeah. you're going to cut it up and eat it with stuff. Uh, but it's still pretty together, but it's definitely, definitely fragrant. That flavor changed a lot. It sure did. Got the it, little crystals. Yeah, too, it opened up. Got into yep, it. Yeah. yeah, there's lactic acid crystals in the rind on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot different now. Yep. I get better like this. 
Dane's making it's a right. face. <laughs> Not my favorite. I'm going to breathe it in the microphone so you people can smell it. <sighs> I feel. Uh, that one, yeah, the, the aftertaste of that one, way different than it was yeah. while cold. Yeah. And it has more, like, well, before it was just kind of all together, yeah. not super dense. Yep. Now it is, like, kind of turned into that liquidy or yep. paste in my mouth. Man, I like that a lot. That's good, though. Oh, it smells. I, I, my breath is bad. Third one is Langra, um, also Langra. a PDO cheese. Um, it's from Langra in the Champagne Arden or Champagne Arden region. Traditionally, you didn't see it on this one because it was kind of so soft to begin with. Um, a little divot in the top is traditionally where you'd pour champagne prior yeah. to cutting into it. And so basically, you pour, you pour a little bit of champagne and then you make a slit, and this champagne kind of runs down that's inside. Party. That's a yeah, party. That's cheese. a party right there. This one is also a pasteurized cow's milk. Um, it's washed with brine and then it's rubbed with annatto. Oh, okay. annatto is where the orange color in cheddar, particularly yeah, United States, comes from. So that's why it Adds had that particular some, color. Yeah, on it. Um, it was weird looking. Still is. It's aged five to six weeks. It can also be washed in cham- champagne, uh, sure, which yeah. would create different flavors and yeah. things like that. Interesting. So this one has been had a chance it's, to warm it's up. It's a goop cup. Yep. <laughs> okay, I'm not even sure how I'm going to get it out. Yeah, of I don't know either. Um, it looks like, again, you made like a microwave cake and left it. Yeah, like a lava bowl. cake. A yeah, lava, and yeah. it just kind of like deflated into itself. It's very... <laughs> oh, my God. It's gooey. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta know what to do. Oh, that one changed. That one got a little more or something on it, too. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like that one the most. It's super liquidy. When and I like tried them at the store, gooey. this is the one I was like, because he gave me like eight, nine cheeses, and so I, I knew I knew I wanted the Apoise, and I really liked the Stracopra, and so yeah. But I had to go through a couple of them, and the, the longer was just like, I was thinking, you know, I should get some from like different countries, but the two French ones are just like, yeah, oh, that's so good. I like this one a lot. Yeah, that one's my favorite. So one. let's do a hunk of bread because sure. the bread really changes the experience. I like of it these cheeses. With bread. Yep. Just yeah, it gives you a little more. And it's again, not just f- as a, it's not just a mouthful of softness. Yeah, and that's the as we learned in the science. And try it with a tiny one. little bit of pickle as well. A little pickle. I had some cornichon at home um, that I made myself. Mm-hmm. At some point, I ate them all. So these I are, know what that is. Mm-hmm. These are. Uh, Dill pickles, which is basically what a cornichon is, just oh. cornichon is made with a little bit more. It's made with white wine vinegar instead of just like straight up I vinegar. I grew up those. I like that one, especially with the bread. Yep. Nice. Pickle adds to it too. Yep. The pickle knocks down the like, it tastes like a sock for a minute aftertaste. You need that acid yeah. to break it. Counterbalance that just massive whack of fat that's coming off. And the way they're described, I mentioned this before, it's having meaty flavors and these all. Heavy. These are heavy yeah. cheeses. And that, like, just heavy, rich, like, dent, just yep. like, oh, you get that yep. bite and you just go, you had to work through it. It's not a nice little cheese to eat. No, you're not just going to sit around and hunk off. No, oh God. Wedge of this This stuff. is an event yep. to have that. Blah, blah, blah. Challenge for me is going to be now I got these three cheeses I got to eat. Yeah, good luck with that. Oh, I'll do it. If I had somebody in my house that would also eat cheese, like, my brother and I could crush yep. that long run. My uh, wife. Can't and won't. <laughs> She's smart. <laughs> Not these. So that's going to be a thing. So yeah. 
we had some good stuff from listeners, viewers, followers, yeah. people. One of the big ones I got a shout out because he shouted us out and it's been, we got a lot of followers from it. So uh, Steve Case, we mentioned him before. He's a wrestling writing extraordinaire and admissions rep at Western Michigan University. He wrote another really cool thing, an article on oversaturation of pro wrestling content these days. And at the beginning, he gave us a shout out. Oh, because uh, he said, my buddy Dane and I were talking, parentheses, he has a che- podcast about cheese at cast underscore cheese. Um, and that led to a shout out from the site he writes for, Voices of Wrestling. They tweeted back. Uh, they tweeted, hey, we posted this story. Also, we learned that there's a podcast all about cheese and added us on Twitter. Super cool. So I was like, nice. So I tweeted back and said, oh, yeah, I can't wait. Enjoy the first four episodes. We mentioned Bastion Booger a couple times. And they responded, unbelievable, we'll have to bring this podcast on board when Joe and I finally do the pizza cast, something they've kind of talked about. So thank you, Steve, longtime listener, buddy, and thanks to Voices of Wrestling for the shout out. You can find Steve on Twitter at CoachCase44 and Voices of Wrestling at Voices Wrestling or VoicesOfWrestling.com. And also on Facebook, Julie Day, my aunt, had a very nice recipe for stuffed poblano peppers. Uh, so you can go find that on the Facebook. We'll also put it on CheeseCastPodcast.com, our website. Uh, but sounds delicious. And everything she has cooked in her life is incredible. Um, and as Kirk kind of alluded to before, there is a poll on our Facebook right now about cheese with your chili. So far, 100% of responders yep. said yes, cheese. Yeah, there's two days left on that. Yep. So by the time you hear this, it'll be too late. But we're going to try and put up a poll each yeah. week on the weekend at some point. Um, so keep an eye on Facebook for the poll. Absolutely. Thanks to the fabulous Sam and her amazing iPad for her continued research assistance. Um, keep those lore articles coming our way, Sam. Great big huge thanks to Trevor and Zingerman's Deli in Ann Arbor. Trevor took um, a hunk of his life out on a busy day to take me on a tour through a whole bunch of washed rind cheeses, and we really appreciate his time um, for serving us up some great big good stinkies today. Thanks to Olivet College, as always, for the recording space, and thanks to Dane, our producer extraordinaire of the Cheese Cast. Head over. We encourage you to drop a line on Facebook. You can find us at Cheesecast Podcast there, or on Twitter and Instagram at cast underscore cheese, and online at cheesecastpodcast.com. For any suggestions, comments, recommendations, recipes, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. So, I am Kirk. I'm Dane. And this has been the Cheesecast. And we'll be talking to y'all real soon. Okay, thanks. Bye. You can find the Cheesecast just about anywhere you find any podcast. You can listen to the Cheesecast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Want to be a part of the Cheesecast? Remember, you can follow us on all social media platforms, but you can also have your voice heard on the show. Once you download the Anchor app, it's free. And once you've registered and signed in, you can see the option to message us, and that'll let you record a one-minute voice message that we can drop right into the show. So do you want to tell us a cheesy story? Tell us what you think? Tell Kirk he's wrong? Feel free on the Anchor app to listen to the Cheesecast.